Welcome to the SOS Church Stockholm podcast. We are an international church in the heart of Stockholm that meets every Sunday at 12 p.m. at Drottninggatan 81. The celebration is in English with translation into Swedish, Farsi, and Spanish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations, living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. All right, wonderful. Warm welcome to SOS Church. Let me see who is here for the first time in SOS Church. Look at this, wonderful. Welcome to the SOS Church Stockholm podcast. We are an international church in the heart of Stockholm that meets every Sunday at 12 p.m. at Drottninggatan 81. The celebration is in English with translation into Swedish, Farsi, and Spanish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations, living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. Wonderful. Extra warm welcome to all of you. And my name is Christopher, and I'm, I'm pastor in this church together with an awesome pastor's team. So you are guests of honor today, you that are here for the first time. Uh, are you from Tanzania, maybe? No? Uganda, warm, warm welcome. I had a friend in Tanzania telling me that someone was coming visiting the church. All right. Uh, we will have an awesome Sunday together. I think I have a word for you that will strengthen and encourage you. And uh, as I went down meeting with our prayer team, you know, we have a team that already been praying for you for an hour. They used to meet down in the basement here. They're praying for all of you. And when I came down to meet them, they said, ah, we feel like the Holy Spirit wants to do this today. And I felt like... That's right what I'm going to preach about. So I think that God is up to something. And let's have a Sunday, not just another Sunday, but let's have a Sunday when we meet with God together. Uh, So focusing in on Him, expecting to meet from Him. Uh, In this church, we have a vision vision statement that we read like this. We can have it on the screen. Uh, For all people to all nations, the book of Acts in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. Can we read it together as a church? For all people, I mean, you guys are good at reading, huh? Awesome. I hated reading out loud when I was in school, but you guys are doing a good job. And to see this accomplished, we have different mission statements. And one of our mission statements is, we live the book of Acts. We live the book of Acts. It has been almost like a war cry in SOS. We live the book of Acts. And and then it's good to know what the book of Acts is all about and how you live it. So as we've been starting up downtown Stockholm, we've been preaching. This is the fifth and last Sunday in that theme when we're just preaching on we live the book of Acts. And, And today is going to be a little bit different, a little bit different angle on living the book of Acts and I've been preaching the the other weeks and I think that this is going to speak to many of you right where you are in your life today. Um, But before we we go there, I, I was just thinking about, you know, I'm going on a mission trip with my family in just three weeks to Mombasa. And 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 it's such a 
privilege when, when you're going on a mission trip because you're going on a mission, you're going to serve God, but then often you can have a nice vacation right after because you are in, in Africa somewhere. And, and I was thinking about last time I took the whole family on a mission trip. It was 2017 and we went to Madagascar. I mean, how many just go to Madagascar like that? So we stayed. I had My kids were very small then. They were still small. We have more kids now, but, but they were one and two and a half. And I remember we stayed on a, uh, and took a couple of nights on a hotel right after and just enjoy, you know, enjoyed the, the wonderful nature in Madagascar. And, and we came to this, this place that we'd been checking up before and booked called La Residence. Uh, sounds French or something like that. And, and, and we came to this place and, and on the pictures it looked awesome because it looks almost like Titanic. You know, Titanic sank 110 years ago, uh, but, but it looked like that style. And we came in there, we were like, this will be a luxurious place. And when we came in there, we, we felt like it's, it looks kind of just like Titanic 110 years ago, but they have not upgraded for 110 years. You know, like everything was go, about to fall apart. Everything was dirty. Everything was old. When we went to bed with our kids, you know, the bed sheet, it feels like they haven't changed bed sheets for 110 years because they're almost falling apart because they're so fra fragile. Uh, they probably watched it a few times, but it's like old. Everything is old. And, and, and we were hanging out there, but at least we went to, you know, to eat and we found like they they were serving pizza here. It's, it's something else that we've been eating all this week. So we went for a pizza and I tell you, that pizza tasted like... The flour that they've been baking the pizza man was, was probably also 110 years old. It was so dusty. It was so like, I, I never tasted something like that. <laughs> and then in the night, I got sick. My son got, it was, we had a special vacation right there. It was not really what we had expected. Uh, the nature outside was beautiful. A lot of things was beautiful. But the hotel was not really what we had expected. We had expected something very, very special. It was special for sure. We will never forget that place. But, but we have expected special in another way. You know, what you think about something has very much to do with your expectations. We thought that this was a cheap, luxurious place. And it had been long ago. But now it was mostly cheap. Uh, the people living around in the area, in, 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 in the city, was very poor. If they would have entered that place, they would feel like, wow, this is a luxurious place. This is an awesome place. But we had another expectation. We were thinking about another level. So when we came there, we were kind of disappointed. And we actually booked another hotel one night. <laughs> because we expected something else. What you expect out of life will determine, you know, your view of things. And I think it's important to know what expectation we should have on a Christian life. And when we speak about living the book of Acts, what expectations do you have when we speak about living the book of Acts? That's important. And we, we as a church, we don't want to do false marketing. <laughs> you know, saying one thing but then not, not, not living up to it. Jesus never did false marketing. What he said it is what it is. Uh, when, I, when I started to walk with Jesus, I thought that the life with Jesus is going to be awesome and it's going to be easy. And I've been trying it out now for, I, I don't know, t t almost 20 years. And I can tell you that the life with Jesus is awesome. Jesus is awesome. 
His presence is awesome. His word is awesome. His church is awesome. I love Jesus more than ever. Jesus, you can really build your life upon Jesus. Uh, but the life, it is easier with Jesus, but it doesn't mean that it's easy. We are also living in a fallen world. We're also meeting difficulties and problems. And, and, and I don't want to say that you will have no problems if you start to walk with Jesus. Or if you live the book of Acts, you will never have any problem. That's never what Jesus promised us. Actually, in, in John's gospel, chapter 16 and verse 33, right before Jesus died on the cross, he said this to his disciples. He looked at them and said that, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Take heart, I have overcome the world. This is a promise that is not quoted so often in the church. Father, you promised me trouble in this life. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's not what you're praying for, but that's what Jesus promised you. That you're going to have trouble. I don't know if you ever had trouble in this life. <laughs> Either you lived very short, <laughs> or you're a good liar, or I don't know what. But Jesus said, you will have trouble. But he didn't leave us in despair. And I'm not going to leave you like, oh, this life is full of trouble and it's such a hard life. No, Jesus said, take heart. Why? Because I have overcome the world. And in me, you can have peace in the middle of the trouble. Amen? So if you're in trouble right now, if you're facing difficulties, I'm, I'm not going to try to share you up or tap you on the shoulder and say everything is going... I, I'm going to try to preach the Word of God to you, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to strengthen you and speak to you today. Are you with me? And, and, and if you sometimes you can feel if you're going through difficulties, it feels like God is not with me. Uh, the fact that I meet trouble is, is an evidence that God is not really with me. But that is not the case. That is never the case. If that was the case, Paul wouldn't would be walking with Jesus. Paul had been writing more than half of the New Testament. And he met a lot of difficulties if you read the book of Acts. And I'm going to take you right into a story where, where Paul kind of feel like it cannot get worse but it does spoiler it gets worse he is chained he's taken as a prisoner and he's on his way to rome to stand in front of emperor nero that is one of the most cruel men that probably have ever lived he was mass crucifying christians he was burning them like torches in his guarding parties he was torturing christians and paul was now on his way to stand trial in front of him speaking about being in trouble and you think it cannot get worse but right now where we're diving into the story it gets worse and uh, we go to uh, Acts chapter 27 and verse 9. Acts chapter 27 and verse 9. And my first point for you is this. Listen to the inner guide. Listen to... I, I don't know if we can, you can just show that first point, Barria. I, uh, listen to the inner guide. You have some inside information when you meet the trouble. And then we go into book of Acts 27 here. It's written that much time had been lost and sailing had already become dangerous because, not, because by now it was the day of atonement. So Paul warned them, man, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to ship and cargo and to our own lives as well. What is this? 
Paul, he's not a sailor, but sailor, but he has inside information. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, God's own spirit is living on his inside. Jesus said, take heart because I have overcome the world. And Jesus didn't leave us, leave us as orphanage, orphans. He didn't leave us alone, but he put his spirit inside of us. After Jesus had died on the cross, when he met this with his disciples, it's written that he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Spirit. So the, the Holy Spirit is living inside of the disciples. And Paul, he has some inf inside information in an area that he normally wouldn't know so much about. He said, I see that we will have trouble going out on this, on, on this trip. Uh, but the, verse 11, but the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and the owner of the ship. Since the harbor was unsuitable in winter and the majority decided that we should sail, sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. Can you see that the majority said one thing, the experts said one thing, but Paul, that didn't know so much in the area, he had something else in here. As a believer, you have inside information. The expert might say one thing. The majority might say one thing. But you have a small, still voice on the inside. That is called the voice of the Holy Spirit. And he can tell you the truth in the midst of difficult situation. Paul had that inside information that was always with him. And, 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 and now it's written that, when a gentle south wind began to blow, they saw their opportunity. So they weighed on anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. So the people that are looking for a sign to start to sail. Sometimes we are looking for a sign to start walking down a path that maybe we know is wrong deep in here. Because if we should be honest, uh, you might be in a difficult situation because of you. Maybe you know that in here, when you start to walk down that path, you know this was the wrong road. When, when, you, you know, when you went on that date, you know this is not good. But he was looking great, and he went anyhow, huh? When you took that job, you know that was, was not it, but you did it anyhow. Sometimes we walk down different paths, even though we know deep in here it's not the right thing, but we, we see the smooth wind, and we're like, okay, let's go, I take it as a sign. But deep in here, you have a guide that tells you the truth. Some of you, you're in trouble, not because of you, but because of other ones. Paul, he went on that boat, not because he wanted, but because he was chained. And sometimes we end up in trouble because of someone else. So there's re different reasons why we're en ending up in trouble. But I tell you, God is with us. No matter reason, God is still with us. And He is not leaving us there, even if, if that was by, by your own will. I remember, I, I, I think I might have told the story in the summer here, but uh, early in the summer, there was a guy coming to church. A man that I, I led to the Lord almost 10 years ago. I baptized him. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And now, after, after I haven't seen him for three years, he came to church. And, but he came with a walker. He was 60 years old. He came with a walker and, and he was very weak and, 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 and sick. But he came to church and he get, went up for prayer and he met with God. And as, as I was driving away with my kids, my four kids, my wife stayed and led worship. I was driving out and I saw him on the sidewalk. 
And I felt a notch in here saying, drive him home. So I, I, I didn't want to do it because I had a swimming class with the kids and, and a lot of things going on. So I was like, no, I drive, but I felt it. So I was, ah, I had to back back and I was taking down the window and I said, do you want, need a ride home? Uh, but beside him was another man in the church. He said, no, but I, I, live, I live close by. I can go with him on the train. I, I follow him home. Do you know, I took it as this smooth wind. I took it as an excuse and I was not obedient to the still small voice. One week after I got the message that that man had died. And the Holy Spirit probably had some last words for me to tell him. Maybe I should pray with him a last. You know, like, we, we, we never know. But I, to be honest, I didn't fail, follow what I had in here. I took the other man saying that I follow him home as an excuse. I think that sometimes we have all done things like that. We haven't been following that guide on the inside. Uh, but I tell you, you have a guide on the inside that wants to lead you right, that you can start to trust. Paul had that voice on the inside. Then in verse 14, it's written here, before very, uh, before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeast swept down from the island. So sometimes you know it's wrong, and then the problem comes. All right, I don't want to leave you in the spirit. Number two is this, the inner hope. You don't just have inside information. You also have an inner hope on your inside. It's written that on the third day when they th threw the ship, uh, when they threw the ship tackle overboard with their own hands, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. Luke, is Luke, the doctor, is with Paul. They are now on the boat together. And they haven't seen the light for days. They haven't seen the stars or the moon or the sun. They have seen nothing. They hadn't been eating in a long time. Finally, it starts to creep in on them. You know, you can be through difficulties for a season, for a few weeks or maybe for a few months. But when it becomes a long time, it starts to take on you. It starts to take you down. You start to, to, start to accept as hopelessness that the more darkness brings. Even Luke, that was a believer, he felt that. He said, we all gave up the hope. But it was one man that didn't give up the hope. It was one man that had something else going on on his inside. And that was Paul. It's written like this in 21. After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Man, you should have taken my advice and not sailed from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. Don't we hate hearing that? <laughs> when you have done something, it's like, what did I tell you? I told you before. We hate hearing that, but he is true. <laughs> and he still has to say it. I told you guys, you shouldn't have done it. But now I urge you to keep your courage. Because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, the angel of the God to whom I belong. And whom I serve stood beside me. Oh, I love this. Paul is walking with God. And it says, it's not, it's not just a God he believes in, but it's a God that he belongs to. And there is a difference. There is a, a lot of people that claim to believe in a God or believe in Jesus. But there is something else. If you have surrendered yourself to him, if you belong to him, are you with me? 
Because if you belong to Him, He's not going to leave you. You know He's right there. He's with you. He's living on your inside. We don't want to be a people just believing in God, but we want to belong. We want to have devoted ourselves. Because when you are in trouble, He is in trouble with you. So if you are not there yet, devote your life to Him. Surrender yourself to Him. Pastor Ron Crum was preaching it last week. He said, go all in. Give Him the bacon. If you, if you don't understand it, go back and listen to the podcast. All right? Uh, but belong to Him. That's what Paul was doing. He know I belong to God. And, and then in verse 24, he said, uh, This angel had been telling Paul, Do not be afraid. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has, uh, God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. This is the grace of God. There are the people that didn't listen to the advice of the Holy Spirit. Paul had warned them beforehand that this is not a good idea. But still, God is gracious to reach out His hand, to, to, to spare their life. Because God is a gracious God. And I want to tell you, no matter your situation right now, no matter where you are in your life right now, maybe you're there by your own, own fault. Maybe Maybe you place yourself in that place, but I tell you, God is gracious, and even there, God is going to find you. Even there, God is going to stretch out His hand and help you and lift you up, because God is a gracious God, and He loves you, and He's for you, and He's not going to leave you when you're going through trouble. Amen? God is a gracious God. And then Paul says, so keep up your courage, man. For I have faith in God that it will be just as he told me. And that's why you need to be in a life group. If, Paul, if the people were without Paul, they wouldn't have anyone encouraging him. If, if, you know, that's why we should come together on the Sundays so that someone can speak into your life when you're weak. When you feel like giving up, when you feel like it's just darkness all around, you need to be around people of faith that can speak into your life and says, it's not going to end with us. I know it's hard right now, but if you could just keep on walking, I know that my God is going to take you through. You cannot be an isolated Christian. You need to be connected. You need to belong, not just to God, but belong to His church. Because that is what He's building. And church is a gathering of people, us coming together, sharing each other up, encouraging each other, having a word for someone that we can speak into their lives and say, just hold on there. Just keep on walking because God is going to come through for you and I want to prophesy this over some people if you are through a hard season right now you're going through difficult right now the message I have for you today is just hold on God is not leaving you there God is taking you through the God that you belong to he is not done with you hold on it might be no sun up there right now it might not be much food but if you just hold on to God he's holding on to you and he's going to take you through Whatever you're going through right now. Amen? I have been in, 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 in times like that or seasons like that when, when, when I've been, been heavy-minded, when I've been confused, when I've been, you know, I feel like everything is just a challenge. But, but in those times, I remember one time, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just gave me a word. He gave me a scripture. And that scripture, that promise was something I was holding on to. And it was going to lift me up. It was going to help me through. You know, nothing really changed around me, but everything changed on the inside. 
Paul, he was in the same darkness. Paul was also hungry. Paul, he was also freezing. He was also in the middle of the waves. But something else was going on on the inside. Because he was belonging to God. And he had an inner hope that no one can steal. Isn't that awesome? Do you know, a lot of things can be st stolen from you. A lot of things can be taken away. But there is something that can never, ever be taken away unless you give it away. And it is that inner hope. It is that inner walk with the Lord. My, my point number three is, is, is it's the only time you will ever hear this, this, this point. It might be not even be an English word. Witness not home, so I couldn't check it with her. And point number three is your inner float ability. So if it's not a word, I hope you still understand it. It's about you floating, okay? <laughs> and, and I want to illustrate this. Leo, can you help me here? Can you help me here? And, and we can take up the, the, the next slide. I, this, is, you know, this is a plastic. I tried to buy a plastic ball, but no one is selling plastic balls in, in, in the fall, just in the summer, they tell me, okay? Uh, but I want to illustrate. You, you can just wait. Uh, I want to illustrate something for you because when, when, you are, when you are just you, you're like a ball with no air in you can throw it down into the ocean, and after a while, it's going to sink. You know, it's going to be filled with water. Don't, don't pump yet, because it, it destroys my, my, my illustration here. It's going to sink. If it's, you know, it gets filled up with water, it's getting filled up with whatever is around it, it's just going to sink. But when Jesus met with his disciples, he didn't fill them up with anything from this world. He was filling them up with the Holy Spirit. Now you can pump. Now you can pump. Now you can pump. Now you can pump. He was filling you up with the Holy Spirit. You know, and, and when you're filled up with the Holy Spirit, if you take this ball now, oh, look at this, look at this. Wow. It's good, it's good, it's good. Thank you, Leo. Thank you. Can we give Leo a hand? Huh? Come on. Take it. <laughs> it's my son. I bought it for my son, so give it back after a service. Please, please. Uh, you know, if you take that ball and you throw it into the ocean, it's going to float, right? Uh, even if the waves come, even if the storms come, even if there is boats going under, that ball is going to float. Why? Because it has something else inside. It has, it has air inside. Amen? And what I want to tell you is that when you have the Holy Spirit on your inside, you can go through the storms of life. You can be thrown into the ocean and you can feel like I'm drowning. You can get under the water, but you're going to float right back up. Why? Because you have the Spirit of God living inside of you amen so whatever your situation right now I want to speak hope to you I don't just want to encourage you or, or, or like 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 tap you on the back and say everything is all right no I want to say that no matter what you're going through you can't sink no matter what you meet you can't sink and I've seen this over and over again. I've seen people going through the hardest season of their lives. But when they do it with Jesus, when they do it with the Holy Spirit living on their inside, they cannot sink. You can't push them down for a while under the water, but it's going to plop right back up. Why? Because there's another law living in their inside. There's another kingdom. There is something else going on on their inside. You have God on your inside if you belong to Christ Jesus. So whatever you're through, boom, you will come right back up. It doesn't say that everything is easy. You'll still freeze in the water, but you're going to make it to the other side. Amen? 
42. You can, on, on the surface now, it just gets worse for Paul. The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping. It kind of feels like Paul prophesied, all of you will survive. But now they want to kill all the prisoners. <laughs> uh, but the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept, kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land. The rest were, uh, the rest were to get there on planks or on other pieces of the ship. In this way, everyone reached land safely. 276 men were saved. Why? Because Paul were walking with, with God. Without Paul, they wouldn't be saved. But Paul, he used, you know, they could go with his floatability as well. <laughs> because he, he has God on their inside and that actually saved the people around them. You walking with God will rescue your family. You walking with God will rescue your friends. You walking with God will help you to help others. You will give them a plank, they will swim with you, they will come to the shore. Why? Because you walking with God. You have God on your inside. It's not just about you it's about 276 other men in Paul's case it's not just about you it's about all the other people that you meet on your working place and your neighborhood you can lend out your floatability and walk with God to other people and they can be saved Paul, Paul work now coming up he was freezing like everyone else he was he was hungry like everyone else and they made a fire and many of you you know the story as they're gathering the sticks now a snake bites him in the hand <laughs> It's not enough with his chains and his shipwreck and going to Emperor Nero to be, you know. Now a snake comes and bites him in the hand. Maybe some of you feel like life has been like that to you. You know, whatever you go through then, you know, it's always something new. But Paul, he shakes that snake off in the fire. And I think that we can shake off those snakes in the fire of the Holy Spirit. When you're in the presence of God today, when the Holy Spirit is filling this place with His fire and with His presence, you shake off those snakes. It won't affect you. Why? Because you have something else on your inside. You are immune in a way that others are not. There is a fire of the Holy Spirit that is strengthening you today. Amen. Paul says this in, in 2 Corinthians 4 and 8. He says that we are pressed on every side by troubles. That's kind of hard. Huh? But we are not crushed. Can you see in the midst of the despair, there is hope. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. That's a wonderful sentence. You might be hunted down. You might meet so many things. But you are never, ever, ever abandoned by God. Your trouble, trouble is not a sign of God's absence. Yeah, your, your trouble is a sign that you're living in this world. But God never abandoned you. And then it says, we are knocked down, but we are, we are not destroyed. Or as another translation says, we are not knocked out. You might be knocked down today. 
Maybe you came here and you feel, ah, I'm knocked down, I'm beaten down, I'm through all of these things. But there's a difference between being knocked down and knocked out. If you're knocked out, you cannot stand up again. But if you're knocked down, you can stand up again. You can keep on walking again. You Maybe you were hit a couple of times, but you can remain walking. Why? Because you have a presence of God on your inside. And maybe you're here and you say, I have never met without God. You can meet without God today. Maybe that's the reason why you're here today, because you have never met with him before. And today you can meet with him. Today you can get that floatability or that inner hope or that inner guide on your inside. Why? Because God loves you and he wants to help you and he wants to care for you. And I want to read one last scripture and that's from Psalm 139 verse 7 where it's written that I, listen to this, it's so beautiful. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. I can go up to heaven. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell in the furthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Wherever you are in life right now. Yes, let's give... God a hand. Wherever you are in life right now, the Holy Spirit is right there with you. And He will guide you. He will give you a word for the season you're in right now. I believe that today the Holy Spirit wants to drop something in your spirit. Maybe like me when I was in, it was in a dark season or, or, or you know, dark in my mind and how I view things. The Holy Spirit dropped a promise in here that helped me. That was lifting me up. That was helping you through that season. Today the Holy Spirit will give you an image. Today, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you and lead you through whatever you're going through. 